Hi, Karen. Hi, Meg. I have some fairy names for you. <laughs> Shocking. The names. Hey, mommy. The names. We love them. Jojo. Oh, yeah. Jojo was a... Who thought he was a ruler? For sure, Jojo. Jojo. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's like a jelly bean. Jojo. Totally. Frankie. Yes. <laughs> Frankie. Yeah. These are good. Bobby. Yep. Is the E sound? It's the E sound. It's the it's the jovial little light at the end. Bobby. It's perfect. Also, notice they're they could go either way gender wise. They go either way of gender, which is important for... We've not gone into that with fairies. No, that Sort of gender fluidity. Yes. And the sexual fluidity. Totally. But, I, have, I have just a couple more for you. I'm going to say it all as a stream. I just can't believe how good they are. They're, like, everybody listen. These yeah. are good baby names. Yes. Yes. And you can do this, This final. these final names with, any, okay. with yourself. TC, JC, JT, RJ, and MJ. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like you've missed a really important one. What is it? <laughs> Biscuit. You're right. How can I miss it? Biscuit for a baby fairy. Yes. I love it. What They're about all little biscuits. Honey sauce. <laughs> I mean, yours Sweetie were classy. Pie. Yours were classy and elegant and really Actual good names. And in fact, names. I would name <laughs> any child that and then be like, tough luck that you're not a fairy. Yeah, Because exactly. JoJo is it. Yeah. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay, Decoders, we have love for you. And uh, P.S., we have heard back that Decoders is... Also loved, not just by Meg, yes. which is good because it's the name, as Meg says. Yes. Um, but people have been talking about decoder rings. Yes, the decoder rings of power. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's brilliant. It's you guys are fucking brilliant. Totally it. You have, oh. We gave you your, your decoder rings. You're walking around with your decoder rings. You report back. Yes. It's, it's the fellowship. It's the A-team. Oh, I love it. so good. Okay, so uh, so you're in touch with your community. We've got some more love here. Yes, this is from Facebook from a dear elf who wrote to us a couple times. He says, I'm an elf, and as soon as I heard the description of the elf in the first episode, it deeply clicked and resonated, which is great because I have a strong hobbit rising and had been living much of my life more like a hobbit than an elf. Much of the quote-unquote elves do this actually didn't resonate. I was mostly a vegetarian. I hate minimalism. I'm not arrogant. I explicitly try to make people feel comfortable. I don't like black clothes. I'm not organized or strategic, and I wouldn't ever consider myself efficient. But because the elf resonated and everything else was also deeply resonant, I started to try to live more like an elf. For a whole weekend, I crushed jerky and chicken, (laughs) and I felt so much better. 
I realize some of the ways I am strategic and efficient. I love when I'm cleaning and can bring objects from one room to their place in another while I'm already walking there. I realize that even though I don't wear black, I do only wear two pairs of pants and shirts. I started wearing and loving my running clothes all the time instead of all the 100% cotton shirts I had bought because I thought they were better. And I saw my ability to think and strategize in different aspects of my life and how much I love ideas. So thanks for helping point me back home towards myself. And then we had a little exchange on Facebook and he wrote back after continuing to kind of live in these elf ways and doing the nine day challenge. He said, I started the nine day challenge again, and it's really hitting at a deeper level. I'm really getting clear on those fear patterns and how they feel in the body. So exciting. And thanks for both of your comments on the podcast as well. Super helpful. I could gush more appreciation, but as a short example, today was just a wash and delicious yeses. One particularly out of the blue is I was driving from the beach to get a coffee and donut and saw a sign for a greenhouse and followed that impulse. Turns out they were going out of business and everything was half off and I got some lovely little friends. These are really powerful tools and I'm so thankful to you, to Kieran, for all of them. Oh, that is just melts my heart to goo to hear it. <sighs> totally. It's such a prayer and I think it's a prayer for all of us, all you decoders, all of us, that Everybody could live their life awash in delicious yes. Yeah. What a beautiful phrase. And it's yes. just it's it's so I want that. You know, yeah. I want that for the great challenges and heartbreaking tragedies of the planet. Yeah. That people could just find that fulfillment, that mm-hmm. delicious yes in them. Yeah. Instead of needing it externally and then allow that to carry. Yes. Because that's where that source energy, that God energy is going to meet them. Yeah. And put those opportunities underfoot. It's all energy. It's all an illusion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so thank you for that. A wash in mm-hmm. delicious yeses. That is the prayer of my heart that yeah. Our our world could walk like that. Yes, to feel that aliveness of delicious of what life God wants for you. Yes, your full your fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, and and in political arenas and in community leadership. Yeah, and in commercial endeavors <laughs> and commercial leadership, if in all walks we were always leading with not just not just solution. But mm. fulfillment, yes, is the prayer. That's that's the deepest prayer. Yes. So, yeah, thank you. It's so gorgeous to hear, and we love to hear it because it just it reinvigorates us. And it, and then you're out there running, you know, moving from delicious. That is a that is a, really affects the world. Yes. Well, you stand in that like that day that you're awash in delicious mm-hmm. is this one part in this vast energy that is standing in that deep alignment, mm-hmm. that deep fulfilled place, and that catches. It's it's now you put that into the collective. Yeah. And then the collective field has has this movement to it. Yeah. And imagine a world, people, where the collective field is around individual fulfillment mm. as opposed to this fear, all these mm-hmm. low-grade survival fear and us-versus-them fear mm-hmm. and and these these places of injustice fears. Mm-hmm. And Winners and losers. Not and, safe yeah. fear. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the collective brew. Yeah. But what if the collective brew was this, this deep fulfillment? Yeah. And that was – that that's the global energy that could lift us up. Yeah. So yeah. I really love that. 
that ingredient takes over of the soup. <laughs> yeah. And to do that, then we have to accept what is. Mm-hmm. It's not this sort of also separate me trying to make everything harmony. It's about what is my fulfillment? Where's fulfillment in this moment? Where's yes. delicious? Yeah, totally. So, and I love that invitation to take the course again and yeah, again. And yeah, absolutely. Sort of try to nail your nail your nail your day to be a wash and that's what we do around here we take our courses over and over and over again yeah deepen and deepen god i love them <clears throat> mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> i love them so yeah. much and that's like after 17,000 times listening <laughs> and built and having created them yeah like i take ps like i take yeah. every Every single course we do in the semester, I'm in that class, taking yeah. that class. Just because I built it and created it. Doesn't mean you don't need it. Doesn't mean that <laughs> it's not love it. such nourishment for me. Totally. Okay. All right. Today's show, The Antagonists. <sighs> which is, okay, so this is part of the whole piece, right? Which is like recognizing that we sometimes don't get along and that that's fine. It may yeah. not be our fulfillment to get along. Yep. And rather just accept mm-hmm. that we don't. Yep. We're going to stay in different areas, live yeah. different lives. Different lives. I always say this about siblings because yeah. parents have such an agenda mm-hmm. that their children will get along. And mm. it's like so unlikely. <laughs> yes. it's, it's rare and beautiful if it happens, mm-hmm. but it's largely unlikely. Yeah. And yeah. to what if we parented from the idea that you could be, your children could be antagonists. Yep. Your it, children could despise each other. Yep. have nothing in common yep. and then allow for that yes you yes know, which like, doesn't mean eternal conflict in the home it just means they are following their each fulfillment and they don't overlap yeah it's, it's, that's all that that means that's all it is means. stop making all of us overlap with each other yes we don't where we literally don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the antagonists mm-hmm. and so we're gonna let's start at the beginning with fairy and their natural antagonists but yes. this is to say Everybody can be an antagonist. Totally. Totally. Which is to say you don't have to overlap with anybody. Yep. Yep. And the antagonists really are the ones we see least overlapping the least. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. There's so many oppositional traits that it's that there's that it's hard to overlap. So we'll focus on the real diversity of traits and we'll show where the overlap is. Yeah. And then if you're together in the same place and there is a pressure to overlap, then do this. Yes. Um to allow for the places that there are not overlaps. Yeah. And just like let everyone let be. it be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So I mean the first one I think of that's really a lot got a lot of diverse, diversity is the fairy and gnome relationship. Yeah. And there we really see Depth versus breadth. So the depth, that deep dive, that hole up that we see with our beautiful gnomes, and then the beautiful fairies who are really about that breadth, that wide Mm. across. Mm. It might look like surface, but it's like, you know, it's it's to like – see so many dazzling and lovely yeah. yummy rocks on the shore that you pick up so many like yes. the, the breadth of it you know yes yes as opposed to looking for that perfect one <laughs> crystallized fossil that yes. was for you know like you know like that's, yes. they both are so beautiful but there is no overlap in that core movement if you're yeah. diving for depth and someone else is diving for breadth yes right it doesn't overlap 
And then, and then as a result, you have those different paces. You have that fast pace mm. with breadth and a slow pace for the gnomes yes. with the depth. Yep. Totally. And then I think this is also a crux of it is that the gnomes are really what we call, keep calling executors. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's, a, there's a physical body hand action yeah. in which information is relayed. Yep. And that does not happen with fairies. There's not a lot of execution. They are essence. They're mm-hmm. more in the elf category, like later on the scale, yep. where it's essences. Um, and so a fairy has that, that essence, which is beautiful because it creates that out of the box thinking mm. and really out of the blow blue, which is difficult for a gnome. Like they can't yes. catch that. It's too no. random. It's too random and too out there without diving deep, you yes. know? Yeah. Without it having that fundamental. Like we're, we're not there yet. I got, I got to dig in the dirt here a little bit. I sometimes like the analogy of um, if we all lived in the forest, the fairies would live like on the tops of the trees, kind of alighting on the fruits of the trees or on the flowers, you know? And like you said, like they would alight throughout the forest and make it to the beach. You know what I mean? Whereas the gnomes are living like in the ground under the trees with the mushrooms <laughs> and they're diving. Like if they take like, if you take the analogy, of a mushroom, they're diving down that root of that mushroom for all that information, which is literally what mushrooms and mycelial are. It's all the information, the information network. networks, yeah, of course. And so they're literally, like we were talking, like Venn diagram wise, right? They're living in completely different habitats, <laughs> even yeah. though they're both in the forest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, and so if we're just going to tremendously honor that, right? We just really honor yeah. the rhythm of the fairy and we honor the rhythm of the of the gnome, that we're not forcing this overlap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just let them do their thing. Let them live where they live, explore what they explore. I, um, we've gotten all this feedback on the podcast. <laughs> um, and I would say the vast majority of people who, who grok the podcast quickly and have given us the most amount of feedback are fairies, on, whether on Facebook uh, or on our outreach email. Right, and they absorb they it. They get quick. it. They yeah. feel the essence. It yes. makes sense. Yes, they get it, you know, and then they like spread the word because they go for breath. So they're, they're telling all their friends. They immediately are really social about it. They are like, I think of them as like our first ambassadors, <laughs> you know, because they're just going to spread that word like a butterfly. Um, and then we've had three different fairies on Facebook say that they have gnome friends that they told the podcast about, right? Because they're going to spread the news. And, um, and all three of the gnomes were like, where's the research? I don't understand. There's taxonomies that have existed thousands of years. What is this newfangled bullshit? You know? And they, and they laugh and they, whatever, but they don't know quite how to respond because for them, it's like, well, don't you get it? Like, it's like, this is real. This is real. This is it, you know, but the gnomes need the research. So I've been encouraging the fairies to encourage their gnome friends to do their own research, um, to, you know, go out in the field and see if these things work, you know, from their own point of view, make a chart. I, we have seen that. Yes. The gnomes come in with they charts in. for us. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and the deep dive and the agreement. Yes, the, exactly. They're yeah. not first on the scene, but they bring up the rear and I think are going to be our, our second best ambassadors. Yes, <laughs> you of know? course. Yeah. I mean, I want you all to feel free to be ambassadors be in bed, please, of the yes. podcast. The more we can spread the word, the more Everybody's we can a be awash in deliciousness <laughs> and authenticity. And, totally. But that being said, you're also pointing to where the key overlap is, yes. which is this creative project. 
Exactly. The fairy gets it so quick, gets the essence, yep. understands the the essence of it very quickly. Yes, exactly. And then the gnome can come in with the detail yes, and the research. Yes. And they're both are not afraid to be out of the box and sort of eccentric. And, you know, maybe you could call this podcast that. Um, and so, yeah, they. so the creative projects we see is the most amount of overlap, I yeah. would say, for, for fairies and gnomes. Yeah, so yeah. if you need to be in the same t- place at the same time, then it's through creative projects and you can turn anything into creative project whether yes. it's you know if again but going back to that siblings if you have a child that's a fairy and a child that's a gnome yeah and you want you know the dinner table set yeah and you want the kitchen swept you know yeah. turn it into a creative project so and let the two of them find a creative yes you know and yes the, and the and the, again, the gnome's going to come in with the detail and the kind of weight and gravity yep. and sort of matter. And the fairy is going to come in with the essence and mm. the out of the blue and the creative and mm. the spontaneous mm. yes. and that that sort of sparking Sparkle and liveness. Yes, exactly. I um I had a, saw a quick interview with Rick Rubin recently, who is a classic gnome, <laughs> um, biggest producer, maybe in the United States, uh, produced music, producer. music producer. Exactly. So he's produced, you know, a lot of hip hop, public enemy and run DMC, but also like a lot of rock, red hot chili peppers and Slayer and, you know, the wide, wide range, but also like Lucinda Williams, a lot of gnomes, quite frankly, and a couple dwarves and elves, um, very few fairies <laughs> because you could think of music as like, there's not a lot of like pop music maybe is a little more affiliated with fairies. Um, so, but fairies do come to Rick Rubin for this refinement of their stuff. Kanye West, a famous fairy, had in his in his I think it was called Yeezus, his his most recent rock album, or maybe it's two albums ago. He had I think it was like three hours and forty minutes or something of of so many ideas, <laughs> so many um, so many musical movements that it was just it was kind of chaos. And he he brought it to Rick Rubin and he was like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm 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 tapped out. And Rubin took it all the way down. He took three hours out, and it became his his best rock album. Everybody agrees, like it's his best at forty minutes instead of three hours and forty minutes. Beautiful. So yeah, that is that, that can be your ally, fairy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I've talked about my friends uh, who were married, who were a fairy and a gnome, and they're the best parts of their marriage. They're now divorced. As they were the ones where I was like, good job getting divorced, <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is when they would throw parties, a real creative project, like a big creative project. Um, the fairy Jamie would like decorate the whole house, have, you know, all the r- best snacks and drinks and be alighting through the party the whole time. And Tony will have poured over the, uh, the playlist, <laughs> you know, or actually like be doing a performance uh, as a musician um, for, you know, for the whole week that she was like decorating. He was yeah, doing this deep dive. I think we can't dive. underestimate that if you keep it in where the natural overlap is – the potential for it to be fabulous yes. is so rich. It makes me think of that, like, uh, Toasters and Moose. Um, uh-huh. This is a, um, a thrift store band. <laughs> the, it, you guys have seen the memes on Instagram and Facebook, and they're the ones singing. It's why I brought up Biscuit and Honey oh, Sauce, because the fairy is the singer, and she's like, taste the biscuit. Oh, that was good. Taste the biscuit and the honey sauce. You know, like it's the most ridiculous is being performed inside a thrift store where you don't yes. generally have a live band. 
Um, yes. And it is this incredible meme, and you see yeah. it everywhere. And it's actually 10 years old, this meme. Right. Yeah, it even, comes around every couple of years. It comes yes. around, and it's got, oh, my God, it's just so fabulous. Um, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking, we'll link in the show notes. But yeah. um, we probably, but, if you Google Taste of Biscuit. Yeah, Taste of Biscuit or Moose and Toasters. <laughs> yes. um, but it is a gnome and fairy. And yes. like this stuff, I mean, it is so good. It is a <laughs> meme for 10 years. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and you can hear it. Like, honestly, like I seriously watched that meme about six months ago, but you put it in front of me again. I laughed my ass <laughs> off. Listen to the whole thing. And like, all of it, like to do a live band at the light of thrift stores, and like their tour, like Talk their about tour dates are all these different <laughs> thrift shops. Oh, I didn't know that. The charity, the charity auction, the like, the like lodge club thrift thrift weekend. The like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Oh, that's so good. I know, right? But that's like the potential. When you yeah. are, when the overlap is the organic is the overlap yes. is just so fantastic. Yes, yes, and yes. so brilliant and timeless and out of the box and spontaneous, yes. but with all that meat behind yes. it, and depth behind it. Yes, you got the breadth and the depth at yes. that center, at that point, and the silliness yeah. that oh, they yeah. brought. And I mean, honestly, that song is like, but don't touch it with my fried chicken. <laughs> don't, I don't want. The, my honey sauce on the chicken. I don't like it. I don't like that. Like it's just somewhere it goes into like KFC bucket, a five piece. Like it just. Anyways, timeless, Hilarious. fabulous. Okay, let's move over to. Okay, this is the next place of fairies. Um. Antagonist. Antagonist with fairies is really, we kind of could like throw a coin in the air, heads or tails. Is it, is it elves, mm. which we would formally go on record and say it's elves, but it could be hobbits. Could be. Yeah. And those, those gnomes taking notes. <laughs> um, in the elf thing, we, in the elf and their protagonists, um, mm. their friends, we put, Elves and fairies. Mm. But in the fairy and friends, mm. we put elves and hobbits right. because it can actually kind of go either way. This, there's this middle zone. Yep. And so very quickly, if it was an elf, um, this is why it would be divergent in this way. There's, mm. there's too much diversity because the elves are in this flow this long flow of ideas mm -hmm. and fairies will light on an idea and light on an idea. So for instance, yes. the um, taste the biscuit song, <laughs> the very famous song, right? An elf can't understand this. No, so wacky. And if, an, and if a fairy brought this in <laughs> to be like, okay, here's a song I wrote, taste the biscuit, <laughs> taste the biscuit, taste the honey, honey I sauce, taste the biscuit, right? Like I was like, what is this about? What, what is, is the content? Where are we how going? Is, is this a song? How is this a poem? Like, <laughs> it's too, yes. it's too, so out there. I know. Right? Where's the through like, line? How do we make the rest of this episode about taste? <laughs> just find a way. Let's, let's find a way. Um, okay. So, like, so this is what we're saying. That this is very frustrating to an elf because yes. it doesn't stay with one idea. Yeah. The, it's like, how are we at a fucking five piece? <laughs> <camp>? <laughs> <laughs> From biscuit, like what the frick? is the whole thing about KFC? Right. Like it's hard to know, right? And what is honey sauce like? 
So it's really, really frustrating for an elf because yes. an elf will follow – and an elf can follow that one idea for hours and yes. days. Um and so the and it, fairy is off of it within like they're bored immediately. <laughs> immediately. Like, yes. And then also um neither of them are executors. Right. So you have one essence, one idea. Yeah. And we got no material form yeah. there. No no none of that moving form forward. Yes. And so they're gonna keep asking each other to execute. You know, right. the elf will be wanting an execution from the fairy. The fairy will want an execution from the yes. from the elf, and neither are. No. And so there's like a busy <laughs> component. And they're both playing with ideas, but very differently. And we are just around and around and around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really, um, there is an overlap. And the overlap we, we talked really about in the fairy and friends ideas, and we've talked about it in our Q&A, which is that when the elves are structuring those ideas. Yes. And the overlap is the lightness mm. and the playfulness. Yeah. And, and the innovation. The innovation yeah. and the forward thinking. Yeah. Um, that that's, that's the the – Sweet spot. Sweet spot for them. Yeah. Makes me think of, you know, I mentioned uh, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson, the uh, the coach. And Phil was, of course, an elf and Michael Jordan's an elf and Dennis Rodman was the fairy who was, you know, with the bright hair and the unbelievable, you know, uh, defense moves. And possibly the greatest basketball player in the world. Yeah. According to Phil. Exactly. But Michael Jordan and... Uh, and Dennis Rodman fought the most <laughs> as an elf and a, and a fairy because because Jordan had this vision, right? He's like, here's the through line of what we're doing on the court. And Dennis would do something totally wild. He would maybe save the day. He would do something so innovative. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't the idea that we had had. You know, we, we marked up on the on the board. But Phil Jackson, as the leader, could organize Dennis and really understood um, where he could fit in the team. And that he actually with that spark and that innovation um kept things really alive and 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 won them you know tipped the scale for wins um more times than not so i like that you can see so that so honestly an elf could go either way with a fairy it could go either way exactly <laughs> it yep. go either way yep. okay but if it was a hobbit yeah um if we flip that coin and it could be hobbits that are the antagonist <laughs> yeah and then yep. and then what you're really looking at is how slow the Hobbit wants to move through material form and space yes. and how fast a fairy wants to move just through essences. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would say this to my ex-husband all the time who just wanted to play with ideas and essences and just taste a million things in a day. I would say to him, my head is spinning <laughs> like because he would, he would say an idea and it would be a brilliant idea. And then my system wants to move to the execution and he's off on something else. And as we've talked to before and, and you Dakota, know this right that hobbit needs to feel it through yes, their body i need to digest it and chew it and chew it take a minute to go through a whole different criteria yes than the fairy is the fairy is listening from essence and then yes. essence and then essence so yeah. they're going like what is the the energetic taste yes and it's like the as if as if that energetic taste was one gulp yes right what is that and the hobbits are like 
I need to try on those details slowly yep. through my body. I need to imagine it in space. I need to feel through what that would look like and smell like and feel like in my body, what clothes I'd be wearing, like we were talking about with the Hobbit kid, you know? So Michael would say like, let's do this for the weekend. And then he'd have another idea of what to do. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta, I gotta just take that in, see if that's actually true. And that's going to take me... 10 times the, you know, it's like, I I need, I need time to digest. So talking about like, almost like operating in different habitats, right? Like the only way that we really worked with that is is he's over here having his ideas and I'm actually not even exposed to them. Well, this is it. I think something that you would say is that Mike would be like, I'm I'm brainstorming. I'm brainstorming. Yeah, exactly. I'm just my favorite. Yeah. And I'd be like, I need one brainstorm. That's it. I'm good for the week. Do you know what I mean? So we really, you know, and we could overlap at similar to the gnomes and fairies. We could overlap at a creative project. Um, you know, we used to throw great parties. Same thing. I would decorate and make it really homey, make sure everybody had their tea and their food. And he would alight through the party and entertain everybody and make sure they were playing games and But it's also, it I think there's, I think, and this is that place where it's a gray zone because there's also overlap with nature. Yeah. So yep. if a fairy and a hobbit are in nature together, yep. then similar to like the overlap with elves is you can hang in that idea, essence, flow. Yeah. It could be a problem that there's no execution, but you could also hang there. But over here, you can also hang to get in the hobbit land. You can, the fairies can really enjoy the nature that's always going to be involved. And that includes like the animals. The animals. Fairies and animals um, are are great. I mean, I've said this, every avatar is, but these are the overlap places. Totally, totally. Creative projects, parties, nature, animals, and really in an exploration so that the hobbits are exploring the form yep. and the fairies are exploring the essences. Yep, exactly. And we can, it's okay for that to, to look really different, to share the space, but they're, we're alone together. You know, we like our fairy friend was here visiting and we were doing an outdoor project together and she moved around the project quite a bit, whereas I'm sort of slow and steady and uh, we would move in and out of conversation um, where, you know, it, it, it works. It works. It's just not, don't expect to move at the same pace and don't expect to be focused on the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So less overlap too could be humans yes. and fairies. Yeah. And that really comes down to the fact that humans really love those rules. They're those mm-hmm. beautiful marshals, right? They're keeping everybody in their role, in their rules you know how how this whole thing is gonna go yeah what's the correct social setup yeah the correct social setup the correct recipe the correct amounts and how we're gonna move with it the the correct etiquette and an and a cotillion yes (laughs) (laughs) and the fairy is a rule breaker Breaker. yep not very interested (laughs) and mischief is what they'd rather be up against so the fairy is going to make mischief mischief there um and so that diversity is a challenge if you're trying to put them in the same place at the same time and absolutely also also worth mentioning is that humans going to be very organized in Mm -hmm. terms of like 
these are all the St. Patrick's Day, you know, like <laughs> costumes and and decorations, and they're in this this bucket with this label. Yeah, and these are all the Valentine's Day, and you know, Christmas is in here, and these are the Christmas, and we bring these out mm-hmm. one at a time, you know, like yes, and here's where the kitchen Tupperware goes, yes. and here's where the you know, and this is very human based. Yes, and then the fairies are chaotic. Yep, exactly. They want, it's just they it's could just care. Yeah, it's just piles, <laughs> piles, yeah. piles that are mixed in together. You've got yep. half watered plants with half open books, yep. all sprinkled with dirt because they were digging through the vegetable <laughs> pile, and three carrots are sitting on the couch. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> and there's exactly. a salad bowl in the den, and two cucumbers are what you end up for dinner on a bed with no sheets because the sheets were halfway to the wash. <laughs> <laughs> and a cat found them and slept on them and you're sleeping, you know. Like. And they're blissed out. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My um, my mom was a fairy and my aunt, her one sister, um, was a human, is a human. And they grew up with <laughs> my grandmother very often saying to my mother, you know, come back, like let, making sure my mother would stay in the car and let my Aunt Joanne go first into a party because my mother would take all the attention. <laughs> and she wanted to be, I think my grandmother was also human. She wanted to play with the rules that everybody got equal attention and that my aunt would get that. And my aunt was so concerned with being like the good girl. Um, my mother was too, but because of her conditioning. So it really squelched her fairiness. But really underneath it all, she'd like to, to have mischief, right? And be the life of the party. The the I party. remember, and if you guys all remember well, Meg's mother, TC, likes to give out kisses yes. as if they were just like handshakes or even party favors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So years down the road, she really came into her fairiness. But when um, my mom and her sister were growing up, it was just a constant clash because my aunt was like, well, wh- TC, we have to, you know, we have to get to church on time. And this is the right clothes. And, you know, mom said to wear these socks and my mom would do it. But oh my gosh, she she so wanted to wear the frilly dress instead of the appropriate one and you can see the depletion or i can just hear that depletion right yes. if you're trying to make the human world and the fairy world overlap yeah there isn't a lot of overlap no in rhythm and pace and where you're valuing and where the attention is no. and it's just going to create like a wash in depletion yes and exactly yes delicious and no totally but down the road, my mom and her sister found that overlap, and the overlap is in shopping. I was say, <laughs> let me guess, shopping. Totally. Fairies, you know, like sidebar, fairies can shop. If you, yep. any avatar needs anything, call your local fairy. She's a professional shopper, she could be. They, they could be. are incredible shoppers. Yep. They will shop for you. Yep. And then, and those humans, and those humans, humans are great shoppers. Yeah, totally, totally. And they both, um, boy, these the, these ladies could find a deal. They would know they because they both of them had looked at the coupons. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're off they go to the grocery, to the thrift stores, to Neiman Marcus. It didn't actually matter. They both loved to go all place, all those places. Um, and they love to they would love to plan for parties. So they would love the the annual you know Thanksgiving together, getting together. Um, my aunt would. And, and, and down the road, my mom, as the fairy, really set the pace and set, like, the theme for the for the party or made the plans for the party. And then my aunt, because she's so interested in her role as a good sister, came up and brought 
the exact dish my mom wanted, the party favor she wanted, the extra napkins, the, you know, whatever it was, my aunt was right there with um, what was what was needed. And it might have been a little out of the box, but she didn't care because she was really in the role. Yeah. Yeah. When we're talking about, uh, in, in a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the ideal flow patterns or flow states. We're talking about that Muna for fairies that mm-hmm. are kind of alighting on this and alighting on that and halfway through this before something else catches their eye. Mm-hmm. And if you add that to the marshalling energy of a human, yes, that's, imagine those two together and you can't get a fairy to marshal and you can't get a human to Muna. Yes. But when you put them together, you can put them together. Exactly. And that would describe these really beautiful movements. They often went to, you know, New Year's together, Thanksgiving together, th- um, Christmas together in their adult lives. It's and like my mom ideal is ideal wedding planners. Yeah, like exactly. if you wanted to go into, if yes. you were a human and a fairy, yes. make a wedding business. Exactly. Exactly. My mother would go, we're going to go to this party at this restaurant. And then Joanne, I need you to bring this, 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 and this, and this. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Joanne would make sure everybody was picked up and got there on time and, you know. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Okay. So that's our first antagonist episode, but there will be more. (laughs) Your questions are welcome. But we want to say to you, decoders, let's work this week to see if we can be a wash in delicious yeses. Yes. Thank you for that phrase. Throwing that gauntlet down and let's just get the whole community here together and let's spend the week this is your invitation if you haven't gotten the free course of delicious yes and no or speaking about it's the nine day challenge right there on the homepage of kirantrace.com um and it's free right now so so take that to get what that language is but it's that fulfillment it's that where where i flow mm-hmm. where my ideal flow is where yeah. where my ideal rhythm is that authenticity in yourself and then and then just listening for that and if you can aim for you know aim for it every day this week and see you may land there one day the whole day being a wash and i gotta tell you the impact that's going to make for the collective world that is on fire the world's on fire and that's not on fire because we're awash and delicious (laughs) no so how about we we hold that flame for the world yeah Beautiful. See you next time. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.